0: And welcome to Minute 4 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains and Automobile, one minute at a time. I'm Rob and joining me once again today is Jay Cluitt of Life vs. Film and the Deep Blue Sea podcast. Welcome back again to the show, Jay. Thank you, Rob. I, I made it.
1: I thought I wasn't going to. I got held up by this guy kind of dancing in front of me and then these boxes in the
0: way and then I tripped, but I, I made it. I just about made it to the minute, so I'm glad I'm I so pleased to hear that you were able to make it. There wasn't, like, a steamer trunk blocking your way or something like that?
1: I managed to avoid it. It was was a close call. I almost died. uh,
0: You're very lucky. That's pretty good. All right. Well, minute four begins with Kevin Bacon hailing a cat. Kevin Bacon's in this film. Kevin Bacon's in this film, and it ends with Neil starting to get up from the ground. Okay, so yesterday you, you asked me if Kevin Bacon appears in the trailer, so... During our hiatus between yesterday and today, I actually was, was able to find time to watch the one-minute trailer once again. And yes, Kevin Bacon appear. He actually appears three different times in this 50-second trailer or something like that. So uh, it's not really much of a surprise for anyone who's seen the trailer. I, I like the way they did the trailer, especially knowing the movie, but I wonder if someone who didn't know the movie when they were watching that trailer, if it was gonna give away a little bit too much. I'm
1: not sure if you're kidding or not, because I watched a trailer that didn't have him in it at all. Did you really? Okay. Well, yeah, I, I watched it as a trailer that's a minute and 20 seconds long that does not have any Kevin Bacon in it.
0: Mm. It is bacon-free. I, I, it is entirely vegan. Very interesting. I, I actually saw the, uh, it's the official trailer that, ah, you're talking about maybe, well, it's not the original trailer. That's the thing. It's the trailer that they had for the Blu-ray and digital. So maybe on that see. one... Okay, all right. I see what you're saying. All right. all right, so for tomorrow, I will try and find the the original well, trailer. To that's to that's. I watched
1: the original trailer, which does not feature Kevin Macon in it. It is entirely Steve Martin and John Candy, and pretty much nobody else. Okay, and does it give away too many spoilers? Uh, it's some of the more comedic moments that you know it's it's these two stuck on a journey together, things going wrong throughout the way. Right. Uh, so it's it's a, a decent
0: trailer to set up what the film is. Right. Okay. Like All right. That makes sense. So basically, in, in this minute, as we said, Steve Martin looks over because he heard a whistle at the end of yesterday's minute. And then he looks over and he sees Kevin Bacon hailing a
1: cat. Always a surprise. i always, Every time I watch this film, I always forget Kevin Bacon's in it because he's, you know, he's in it for a minute. Uh, so it's, he's not a big, big part, but I'm always happy to see him. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Right. He's always fun to see in a film with Kevin Bacon. He always brings something. Yes.
0: Especially now that they do, you know, the the six degrees of, of Kevin Bacon. So just putting him in in this little scene connects him to all the characters in this movie too. Yeah, I mean, he already he already had. Uh, is it, is, wait, is
1: this this is before JFK? So you know, for, yeah, yeah, JFK going to reclaim that John Candy connection with JFK. Yes, a, that is true. But for that That's interesting. Period, you brought that up,
0: cause I just really, watched that today. I actually just watched JFK today. Oh, nice. So very interesting that you brought that up.
1: <laughs> I, I can't. Think, are you, are you checking Steve what Martin? I'm watching? I don't think he's been in another film with Steve Martin. Uh, so I think that's the only connection I could come up with between him and, and anyone else in this film.
0: <laughs> okay, that's very possible. I, I don't remember either if he was in anything with, with Steve Martin. Well, we'll have to do a little bit of research on that one too. So then Kevin Bacon's character Screams Taxi. And then he sees a light on a cab that goes on. That's and the cab number is four N sixty, so doesn't really mean much with that. And at that very moment, Neil sees it also. He doesn't. And the two of them he doesn't. Then... Neil sees Kevin
1: Bacon see something. So Kevin Bacon right. sees the light come on, and he tries That's to right. hide it, but Neil sees. That Kevin Bacon has seen something, and then he sees it. So if, as soon as he saw it, Kevin Bacon just started running, there would have been no competition. <laughs> this whole scene wouldn't happen. He would have just got the taxi. I mean, he gets
0: it anyway. But he would have got the taxi, no problem. <laughs> it's a, that's true. It's infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> completely. But that, that's part of this whole movie. This whole movie is completely infuriating for for Neil because everything that can happen does happen. Yes, that goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. There's there's nothing that works well. But You know, it's all used for for comedic effect and it actually works. So you can't really complain about that. I love the way that they edit between their their eyes looking, facing off against one another. This confrontation, you know, they're across a crowded street and the two of them are looking at each other, you know, squinting their eyes. It's very ugly, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, I was just about to say it looks it looks like Clint Eastwood <laughs> with the way that they do it, and then you basically see Kevin Bacon looks with this—he's looking from the side of his eyes. What are they doing? You know, his his, <laughs> his face is still facing towards. <laughs> I know okay. they're trying to raise the tension here even more, and then. And then we see Kevin Bacon's oh, smile.
1: This, this old man <laughs> with his bags. You know?
0: and then I'm he just, just... a newspaper. I'm a
1: young guy. Look at my yeah. hair. I'm, I'm easily going to make this tag? Yeah <laughs> Yeah,
0: he has the cup. He has the cop. <laughs> and then he takes off, he takes off and starts running. and then Neil, Neil then sees him and he starts running also. And then we, we see, as you just mentioned, Kevin Bacon's running down the street, trying to sort of avoid people, but it's funny because he's, he's avoiding people that aren't there. Yeah, you know he's like shuffling back and forth, but there's no one really in front of him each time that he's he's you know as if he's a, he's a football running back, you know carrying the ball and trying to avoid all the players on the other team. Yeah, he's but got, there's, the there's no players strength. in front yeah, of him this way. Like. moving back and forth. <laughs> exactly. Whereas <you> know,
1: <laughs> Neil's on the other side, of the road and he's, and he he's got the newspaper. He's just kind of on the uh, the outside of or the in, the inside of the curb, uh, so he has a clear run up until the guy dancing
0: basically <laughs> yeah yeah which, which which is really funny also the way we get the first of all, I, I love the fact that he's carrying you know he's got his briefcase in one hand and he's got his, his garment bag in the other you know and then, then he bumps into this guy who's sort of dancing as he's going by and i'm not sure if he's the guy's trying to move you, you'd think that he would have like a walkman on or something like that because it looks like he's listen to music as with, yeah, he's moving to the like, rhythm.
1: I, I feel like the way way say that he, he's in a rush the other direction. They just kind of got stuck in each other and neither one forgets to stop running. Well, they both forget to stop running.
0: They just stand in place, still running. Uh, it's absurd. Yeah. So I want to, I, I want to just mention the fact that when, when he bumps into this guy, so he's uh, Steve Martin is passing a building known as the Dylan, Dylan Reed building which is at 535 Madison. We actually can see the number 535 Madison. So it's, it's right on Madison at 54th Street. So once again, somehow we've jumped out of 54th Street. So it, it jumps around. This is a building that was that's 37 floors high. It was built in 1982. And it has all these different office buildings. And when I went to their website, they, they have their, there's a fitness center and they have a locker room and they have all these different conference rooms. And stuff like that. So it was, it was, and you can choose between the two type of styles that you want your office to look like. It was, it was pretty cool looking at it. So it's, it's a pretty, I guess it's a pretty famous building. I think, it I think also it like won awards for its architectural structure or something like that. Then we get to see Kevin Bacon on the other side of the street running. Now, did you notice the fact that that Kevin Bacon is running always from right to left on the screen, and Neil is running? From so they're both, left both right. trying to establish other, different sides of the road, I think, as well. There, yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. No, no, but but it's just, it's, it's fun to to look at that. And do, did you notice Kevin Bacon's shoes? I, I didn't.
1: <laughs> I, I was more obsessed with the way that Steve Martin's running, which we'll get to soon. But tell me about, about Kevin
0: Bacon's shoes. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. No, the, it looks like he's wearing slippers. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> it doesn't look like he's wearing, you know, he's not in well, running shoes or anything.
1: To like running that. Today. that makes sense. Uh, but, that's true. Yeah. Is That's this true. supposed to be? It's been a long time since I saw she's having a baby. Uh, is this supposed to be his character from that? Do you think like, the 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 John Hughes Kevin Bacon no. connection? No, because I think
0: I don't think so because I think that that also takes probably, place in Chicago. It John one? <laughs> Does it take place in New York? I don't, I don't remember. I don't. I I think it takes place in Chicago. So okay, I don't think it's the same character. And then we see as Neil is running down the the street. He he goes under an awning that says Hotel Elise L'Azur Restaurant. Okay, so I went and looked that up. So that is located at 60 East, East 54th Street. So it's on the same street as the Dylan Reed building. It's at 60 East 54th Street, right between Madison and Park. So it is in that general area. It's got the right thing. It was a restaurant that was opened in 1926. And it's actually the entire building. It's also a hotel. And this is a hotel that Tennessee Williams lived wow. in for 15 years. And he actually died while he was, he was writing in, in his room in that thing. He died in the, in the Sunset Suite in February of 1983. Then I, I also saw a little anecdote about it. I mean, they, they loved having him in as, as a patron or as a tenant or a client. I don't know how, what, what you would call, you know, they loved having him in the hotel. I guess it was good for business that people knew that Tennessee Williams was living there. And there's a story that once one of the, uh, a woman who was staying there came to the front desk and complained at five o'clock in the morning, that there's someone in the next room that's constantly making noise of a typewriter and that she wanted them to go tell him to stop. And because the the desk clerk knew that we're dealing with Tennessee Williams, he basically said, all right, we're going to give you a better, we're yeah. going to give you an upgrade yeah. <laughs> instead of trying to, to figure out how they're going to, talk to Tennessee Williams to get him to stop doing it. This, this building, this hotel also had a five day party for president Truman after Truman beat Dewey in 1948. That was thrown by Tallulah Bankhead, who was a famous actress in the forties. I know her from the, the movie lifeboat. Yep. The Alfred Hitchcock movie lifeboat, which wonderful film, you know, (laughs) Uh, a film that yes, I, yes, completely. I'd love Hitchcock to see hated do her do Lifeboat minute, Hitchcock...
1: uh, but I, I'm not sure what they'd talk about um, it's
0: not a very that's true well there is there is a lot to talk about but, but the, you the scenery know, I doesn't that, change uh, really. it would, yeah, I, I still always think about, do you, do you know from that movie about uh, how much Hitchcock hated Tabula Banker not. thank, thank uh, you
1: what did she do? did she just exist as a woman which was all Hitchcock
0: needed to hate his people I think <laughs> <laughs> no. Apparently, apparently she was always filming without any underwear. I think he'd like that. And you know, these all of these all of these characters are sitting in this on the set in a boat that's that's sitting in a very large tank of water. And they mentioned it to Hitchcock, and Hitchcock said, "Well, I don't know if this is something that should be dealt with by the costume department, the makeup department, or the hairdressing." <laughs> what oh. a delightful human being he was. <laughs> and she actually caught pneumonia while they were making the movie, Cut. because she was it's, was in the water totally too, off, too much. Boat. I guess it turns out, yeah. yeah. And then he he gave her a, he gave her a dog at the end of filming, who he had already named Hitchcock. He told her, "Here here's a dog named Hitchcock." <laughs> he kicked <laughs> it out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they actually have here a very famous New York bar. Within this this hotel restaurant known as the Monkey Bar. Don't really know much about that, but I thought it would be interesting to uh, to yeah, mention okay. that.
1: I, I was trying to find the uh, the identity of the the uh, dancing pedestrian because uh, uh, on IMDb there's a lot of uh, uncredited cast and there's someone credited as pedestrian, there's uh, someone credited as uh, Park Avenue pedestrian, but it is neither of those people, so I, I do not have an answer to that which I'm annoyed
0: at. Yeah. Oh, well, (laughs) maybe, maybe by tomorrow, you'll find that. (laughs) So then Steve Martin, as he's about to pass the Hotel L'Elyse, he, this delivery man walks out from a door with a trolley that has two large packages on it. Yep. To block his way. Stops
1: Kevin Bacon in his tracks with a polyester. Oh, sorry.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Right. Uh, Sorry. It was Kevin Bacon that gets blocked. Not Steve Martin. Sorry. I, I mixed that up. Yes, polyester is written incorrectly, but I have a feeling that it's because it's written in a different language. Yes, I think it's in Polish. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think that that it's really. But what I noticed about the two boxes, it says on both of them that they're fragile, and they yeah. both have uh, an arrow which direction they should be, which is yeah. direction is up, and one of them is upside down. Yep,
1: yeah, this is a very a very common experience I've had with pretty much every delivery company
0: in the entire world ever. Uh, none of them can. Yeah. Yes, but but on the other hand, when you look at both of these packages, there is a lot of tape around them, which means that it's not necessarily the original boxes. This could just sure. be someone, yeah, you know, moving something. So then it doesn't really matter if it's supposed to be up or down. It doesn't really make a difference. We'll never I think, know. I think that's an
1: excuse that every companies must use often, uh, <laughs> in my experience. <laughs> exactly. The arrows for me. Okay.
0: Yeah. It means you, you point it down. There you go. That's the that's the way it is. And then Neil sees Kevin Bacon get get stopped by it and starts laughing out loud. And you see you see the the, the emotions on his face with the way he's laughing. And then he starts running in a really really funny fashion because he's basically fake running. You know yeah. he well, he's got I, the bags, but yeah he's <laughs> it's it's. it's uh, absurd he's he's, he's making it look as if he's running much harder and faster than he really is. But to be fair, he is also he is running in a
1: in a coat that is done up, uh, which is yep. difficult to do. Shouldn't do that. He didn't yep. get the time to unbutton his jacket. Uh, so, right. it, but before Kevin Bacon uh, moves off, he he make, takes a second to like hit his hand with his newspaper in frustration. It's like do these guys not want the taxi? Just stop all this.
0: This shenanigans and go. Right, and also, h- how far away is this taxi that no one else is trying to catch it? You know, only these two guys at the end of the block are able to try and get the taxi. Nobody else really cares.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, to, to be fair, I don't see them pass anybody else trying to get a taxi. It's like everyone was stopped on that corner that they were originally on trying to get it.
0: Right, uh, So they're, they're, on, they're on 54th Street, so on 54th Street, nobody is looking for the taxi. Just the two of them. Yeah. yeah. And then you see Steve Martin... Continuing to run, and you see an awning above him that says Bill's. So I went to see what that one is, and that is another famous restaurant. It's known as Bill's Townhouse Restaurant, which is located at fifty-seven East Fifty-fourth Street. So again, he's running down. The, the the numbers are running down, as opposed to him, you know, going. I, I guess if you say he's going downtown instead of uptown, because of the numbers, the Hotel Lisi was at sixty, and this is at fifty-seven so I looked up what this is and I was shocked to see how famous this restaurant is this was it it, it was open for more than a hundred years it actually closed on the 16th of March 2020 because of covid oh okay it was known for 90 years as Bill's gay 90s that was the name of of, of the restaurant okay that actually closed in 2012, because they they weren't able to renegotiate the lease. They had a lease for 90 years, and whoever the owner was decided in 2012 that he didn't want to renew their lease. They ended up filing for bankruptcy. Someone bought it up, and they, they changed the name to Bill's Food and Drink, and that was from 2013 to 2016, and then it became Bill's New York from 2016 to 2020. Okay, this is a... Restaurant that was known for displaying a lot of boxing mementos throughout the, the bar and the restaurants. Okay, it was opened in 1924, so I was wrong, it's not 100 years, it only was open for a total of 96 years, I guess. And it was a speakeasy. It was opened by Bill Hardy, who was a former jockey and boxer, and uh, along with his wife, who was a Ziegfeld girl. Okay? Do,
1: do you know what a speakeasy was? Uh, yeah, it's where they secretly. So alcohol when they
0: weren't allowed. To. Yes, yeah. exactly. This, so it was basically open during Pro, Prohibition, and it was it was a bar where where they would hide it. It's funny. I mean, why would people be going there during Prohibition? Like, what, what you call it a speakeasy? I, I don't know the answer to this. Like, what would be a person's excuse if you're going to a bar? Or you're going to a restaurant. Maybe it was just supposed to be a restaurant, and they just hid all of the the booze. Maybe that's what it was.
1: Well, yeah, it was like hidden around the back. You had, it's called a speakeasy because you had to go up to the counter and like speak speak quietly and softly about alcohol, and they they give you some. So you had to know about it before going in. But I don't think they had a sign in the window saying speakeasy. I think it was more which, right. no, we no, know was Obviously, it from, obviously from because it was the present. The, but in the day, it would like you had right. to you had to know you had to know the people there. You had to be on the on the know to to know about it.
0: Right, right. So it was basically it was one of the, it was the very first retro bar that was opened in New York because it was styled in the the way of the 1890s which the 1890s that decade was known as the gay 90s okay and that's the reason why the name of the bar was uh, it was called Bill's Gay 90s in England the, the the 1890s were known as the naughty 90s i don't really know why i don't that's know what loose happened there. to me. <laughs> that was it. yeah the building itself was originally built in 1850, and the first tenant was a guy named Reverend Charlie Seymour Robinson, who was both a composer and a minister, and he apparently published countless songs and hymns, and he was very popular. He eventually sold it to someone named Seymour, uh, the the letter C, more not Seymour like in Little Shop, <laughs> you know, it sounds that way. Who was the guy who actually wrote? A night before Christmas. Yeah. Okay, I never, I never knew who wrote that that poem, and that poem was the first time that anyone even thought about the fact that that Santa Claus, that through his story, there was a whole idea of sleighs and reindeers. I heard recently that he's not a
1: nice guy, the guy who wrote that. I, that, I mean, I'm See, not, more, i not. I don't could know, I, I wouldn't. Uh, know. <laughs> uh, but I just I remember hearing on a podcast recently them them joking about how the person who wrote that poem is infamously terrible, uh, but it didn't sink in as to well. what. So yeah, this could be completely wrong. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to research it.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, I like the the, the idea that, that this little building has so much history. That that was what, what fascinated me about it. So basically, when they opened up Bill's Gate 90s, it, it had three floors. The first floor was filled with sports memorabilia that was originally for men only. The second floor had a large dining room that had posters from the previous decade and previous century, pictures of famous uh, movie stars and theater stars and things like that. And then the third floor had a room known as the Tenderloin Room, which is where people could throw private parties. In the basement, they had a secret liquor room that was behind a false brick wall, okay? And they, they had a special lever. That allowed them to, to feed bottles of, of booze down into the basement when needed, and it would land in a, a big pile of sand in order for, for the the bottles to actually not break. <laughs> so I found I found that to be very interesting. Yeah. See, who would have thought that we'd be talking about <laughs> prohibition? <laughs> That's the, the great thing about moving upon podcasts, <laughs> you can go in any direction. Yes, then Neil continues with his fake run. Which is something that that for some reason I've always attributed to, to Steve Martin. I can't remember if in any of his other movies he does this fake run uh, motion because it looks like he's running a lot harder than he really is.
1: I'm trying to think of another film where Steve Martin would run. Uh, he probably runs at some point in one of the cheaper by the dozen
0: films. But... No, I was thinking more from his early career in the 70s. You know, you had uh, what movies were there? You had The Jerk, The Man with Two Brains, things like that. Yeah. So that's where I was thinking it would probably come from. I, I could be wrong. I can't,
1: can't really remember. In, in Little Show of Horrors, he's riding a motorcycle. Uh, so he doesn't do any running in that one, as far as I'm aware. Parenthood? Is he running Parenthood? Or Dirty rotten Scoundrels? No,
0: no, I don't think he runs like this. I don't, don't think he no, runs I like this. Uh, what I, I wanted to mention one more thing about Bills. They actually had a plaque on the, the wall that said, Another proud survivor of those dry years because they basically said that it was you know this this is a restaurant bar that lasted 90 years it outlives prohibition by a very long time and was closed down because someone basically wouldn't renew their lease at a good enough rate (laughs) which is pretty ironic i guess you can say he continues with his fake fake run down the street looking over very proudly hoping that 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 Kevin Bacon's character isn't going to be able to get there before him, and then he screams "taxi." This is the first time we hear him scream "taxi." Yep. And then we hear brake, brake screeching, and car honking, and then he runs into the street and falls down. He trips over something. Yes. What is it? We'll we never don't. Know. We don't know what. We don't know what, but we see his briefcase go flying, and we see his. His garment bag also go flying, and he sprawls on the ground. He always gets run over by a car. Uh. Yes. So we hear the screeching of that whole thing. Now, when the car stops, you see something dangling in front of the car, which I couldn't figure out what that is. If you look at the fifty-four seconds mark. Uh, yeah, you're there's right. There's something dangling there. Could that be? Which I have absolutely no like, idea what that uh, is. But like people, when the people put shoes on the, the front of a fender or something like that uh okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i was thinking it could be like a uh, like a
1: rental car you might have like a rental plate on there but it doesn't look like cardboard it's it's got more heft to it than that so i don't know yeah. i can't right. i can't see anything and, in the in the second before it when you see the car like when you the foot when you fully see the car stopping uh yeah. i can't see anything there so i don't know what that is no clue either, no, but I like the fall. It's, it's it's a good fall. It's clearly not Steve Martin because you can't see the guy's face. It's a stuntman doing that, but it's he does yes. the stunt person does a good job of of uh, hiding their face during the fall, so it's not noticeably yes. not Steve Martin, but
0: it's not Steve Martin completely. <laughs> then then we get a nice shot of the cab that they're actually waiting for. Did you notice the name of the the cab company? I did not. Tony Jamil cab company cab corp cab corp which is located at 299 avenue in new york which i i tried figuring out what what is there but i couldn't figure it out yeah but what's interesting is is the 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 rate do you see that the you can see the the rate of how much it costs a
1: a dollar and 10 cents
0: and then 10 cents but i can't make out what that is for right so it is a dollar 10 for the first eighth of a mile. And then another ten cents for each additional eighth of a mile. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. I, I looked up to see how much it costs today. How much? How much do you think it would cost now? We're talking thirty-five years. Uh, more than that. <laughs> um,
1: uh, I would say probably I'd go like maybe three dollars just to get in the cab, and then fifty cents for every eighth of the mile on top of that
0: would be a guess. That's a, that's a little too high. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. <laughs> so so it's a $2.50 addition, initial charge and then $0.50 cents for every fifth of a mile. If, if they're... Okay, well, that's not a million miles off of what I said. No, I said it's, $3. Not, it's, it's not. It's yeah, 2 okay. right, and then far. every $0.50. Cents. $0.50 cents for, for every fifth of a mile when traveling over 12 miles an hour or for every 60 seconds in slow traffic or when the vehicle is stopped. So. Yeah, that, that's if you
1: get a taxi in the UK, they, they I think it's like every quarter of a mile and every minute it goes up a little
0: bit. Yeah. Now, do, do, uh, they, no what, do they allow the you? Do they allow you in in the UK to negotiate a rate with the driver, or you're not allowed?
1: Uh, I mean, you, pro- you probably can. Uh, it, from what, it, whenever it's been a long time since I've got in a taxi, uh, but in the past, I, I'm not good at haggling. I don't enjoy haggling, so I, I tend to. I like to assume that the rate I'm being charged is how much the thing costs. So I don't like to to barter with it, all, which is a uh, it's, it's not common. Most people tend to haggle in this country, but I'm I'm more like no, charge me what it is and I'll pay what it is. Uh well, right. I don't like this whole like
0: Okay, that I understand. Like, now for me personally, whenever I would go and and I would take a cab, so I would know more or less how much I should be paying for for this price. And I will always try and negotiate a Rick because when I'm in a taxi where the meter is running, I feel that the driver doesn't necessarily go the right way and goes a little slower in order to, to get things to, to go up a little higher. So. Well, uh, taxis in the UK do not go slower.
1: They are, yeah. if, if you're a cyclist like me, they are the things you need to watch out for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And then we see Kevin Bacon show up at The taxi he then takes. Thankfully, he has that newspaper with him that he's able to, to tap on the car and basically tell the driver to let me You're in. Mine. haha, yes, exactly. Neil looks up completely defeated, and then the minute ends. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, so you have anything else you want to say about this minute? No, we covered it all. Oh, yeah, all right, great. So, we'll, why don't we go for another off the beaten track? So, as I said. We have this segment called "Off the Beaten Track," where either my guest or myself will tell a short or perhaps long story about some kind of travel adventure or misadventure that either of us have experienced. So, if you got another one, Jay? I do. I ahead. I am a runner uh, because
1: I like running. It's uh, I'm not a very good runner, not a very fast runner, but I like running. And whenever we go away on on vacation or traveling anywhere, I like to go running whilst we're there. So I've, I've run in Iceland. I've run in uh, in Scotland as well. A lot of running because so we, we tend to go there a lot. Running Cornwall. But when we were in Scotland, uh, not this past year, but the year before, we stayed somewhere right in the middle of nowhere. And we had, had our dogs with us, took my, my bigger dog out for a run. And we were near a farm. And it turned out that the farm that we were near had had an entire herd of sheep escape. Oh, wow. Uh, and, was, and it was all like uh, country lanes and things. And as we were running, we encountered this herd of sheep and ended up herding it for about a mile because they were just running away from me and my dog. Wow. Uh, which I, I wish I'd filmed it, uh, but <laughs> we kind of, they eventually, they, they kept on like breaking off little straggling bits, going off over like little grassy hills and sticking to the verge, we just, we just plowed on regardless, probably not what we should have done, uh, but there was no one else around to take care of the sheep, I didn't know what I was doing, I wanted to go for a run, there was nowhere else I could have gone, so my dog and I just, just uh, did some amateur sheep herding for a little while, and well, you, you are a sh- shepherd. Apparently so. Uh, yes, and, you're the shepherd of the lamb and kind of, shepherd <laughs> of the sheep. Indeed. <laughs> yep. I, I I will take care of them even when they grow up. Yes. Uh, but it was kind of a, a there and back. and have their own podcast. It was a, a there and back run than <laughs> a, a certain route. So by the time we turned around and came back again, the sheep had disappeared. So I think some, at that point, oh, I, wow. I hope the farmer had come along and taken care of them. Uh, but yeah, it's not not much of a story, but it's it's what I've got that ties in with with the minute.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, once again, give people your plugs. Yeah, well, I mentioned The Lamb
1: yesterday. You just mentioned it. Uh, The Lamb has a podcast tied to it, which is The Lamb Cast, which I used to host. I hosted it for seven years. I don't host it anymore. Uh, I've moved on. It's now hosted by Richard Kirkham, who's doing a fantastic job. Uh, But I do a... I I second that. I do a a monthly uh, guest show on there called Lampity, which is a, a movie trivia version of Jeopardy with Lamb members competing on movie trivia. Rob has been a guest a few times and he submits questions regularly. So, He's uh, one of the best. I think I'm better at submitting questions than than actually as a player. <laughs> I would agree. Uh, so <laughs> your, your questions are always good. Uh, you rarely are. Uh, so <laughs> I think you've, I, played, you've played twice and won uh, none of those times.
0: Uh, but no, that's is, not true. Is that is not true. I won the first time, but it was a short game. It was a short game. I didn't just win. I creamed the other two in that one. But it was a very short It was a, was a seven-minute game, four-minute game. Uh, a 400-second like game
1: for the, right. the 400th Lambcast. Yeah. it as uh, uh, a phenomenal show. <laughs> Quite a lot of planning. With uh, like twenty-five or thirty-four hundred-second-long segments each for different kinds of uh, uh, show topics that we would do, so film franchises or drafts, or whatever. And yeah, there's a four hundred-second-long lampady, which which Rob did win. Yes, uh, but, but it doesn't really count because it was games, only four hundred seconds. Yeah, on the four on the full length game, you were less successful. But your okay. questions are always welcome, and I would uh, recommend people. I recommend people search lampady, lam p a r d y in their podcast catcher of choice and, and listen to some episodes are always, always a good time.
0: Yeah. Like, like I started saying, I, I don't mind being behind the scenes <laughs> and, and watching people struggle with my questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jay, you want to come back again tomorrow to finish off the week? I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. Great. So while you're checking out Lamperty, you can go rate, review and subscribe to any podcatcher they might be using to listen to this show. As I always say, you can find me in Facebook on Twitter, or my website by just searching for movie Rob Minute we'll be back again with Jay for one more show tomorrow but until then you're f- you're! F- f-